man. Not too bad. You got that intro down pat that time. Yeah, a little bit smoother that time. <laughs> a little bit clunky last week, the week before I absolutely butchered it. Oh, well. So. We're a bit out of practice because we're all sorts over the shop now at the moment. Yeah. Kids and everything, mate. So what's been happening, mate? Uh, you know, same old story to the gear. Yeah. But, um, no, nah, not much. Not much. Just looking after a little man and getting to know Slowly him. getting used to it. Yeah. Yeah. I had my... Um, my first poo up my arm in the bathtub last night, so <laughs> yeah, that was fun. I was like, "Oh, that was a good fart," and then looked down and I was like, "Oh, all right, gotta dump this out." Well, at least you're in the bath. Just quickly pull them out, wash it off, you're good to go. Yeah, exactly. Put a little bit more that soap won't in. That'll be the last one, mate. That'll <laughs> be the last one. Wait till they start talking back to you. Yeah, well, that's what you were telling me before, wasn't it? Yeah, Julesy's giving you shit about having no hair. Oh. Daughter was pulling my beard, and I'm like, oh, you don't pull daddy's hair. And then my son turned around and he goes, Dad, you don't have any hair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even four yet, mate. Oh. Uh, walk straight into that one. Yeah. So. Lined up by a three-year-old. I know. He's going to be a little cheeky one, that one, I'll tell you that. What did you call him? A three-nager? Yeah, three-nager. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh. He skipped that terrible twos and just went straight to a three-nager. So. Yeah. Well, we've got a three-nager and a terrible two, so. It's all going on at my place at the moment. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've had to skip a couple of nights here and there or kind of like relay a few yeah. things because your daughter's been giving you a bit of grief, hey? Yeah, so. But no, she's all good, so. Yeah, what else been happening? How's the animals, mate? Starting to wake up a bit now with this warm weather? Or? Yeah, there's a few, a few things are poking out, actually. The beardy's finally waking up, which is good. Yeah. I've been meaning to chuck him in and do a different enclosure, but haven't had the time to. Um, yeah. I mean, I've still been kind of tinkering around in here. I don't even remember what we were talking about last week, but my termite mounds are pretty much ready to slap into place. And yeah, just. Don't look like willies anymore. Nah, they look <laughs> way more like a termite mound. <laughs> what did. Um, oh, I'm having an absolute mind blank because I'm that tired at the moment. Um, Copperhead Customs. Oh, what's his name? I forget. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I'm mental blank too. I'm terrible with names. <laughs> he so. put up the hashtag of, uh, what's hashtag, just the tip or something like that, talking yeah. about the termite mounts. I thought that was hilarious. But yeah, no, they, they look a lot better. I'm keen to just slap them in. I just need to finish off uh, the nest boxes. I just need a soldering iron, a few holes and yep. stuff like that, and slap some sand in. And then those are done. So that might be a task for this weekend. Um but yeah, no, a few few things are poking up and around. I'm starting to increase feeding a little bit here and there. But yeah, what about you? Yeah, same here. I've, everything's starting to little liven up a bit now. Mm. Um, still struggling to get crickets so. <clears> though. <throat> nightmare, hey? Yeah, so I think I'm just going to suck it up and do the woody colony, I reckon, just as a backup, you know? Yeah, look, it's not ideal I mean, for... The people that don't like to play with woodies like myself, but at the same time, yeah. it's saved me a hell of a lot of money recently and uh, and headache. At least you always have a yeah, and you always have a reliable food source in your enclosure because they breed like buggery in the enclosure. So, see, I I have tried to make a pretty conscious effort of tong feeding as much tong as I feeding. can. I do. Yeah. For some of the smaller lizards, I'll pour a few things in here and there, but because otherwise the woodies are just living off whatever your lizard's dropping out of its gut. So. Yep. They're not exactly healthy that way around either. No, that's right. Unless you're putting bits of food scraps in there. But it's very true. But um, 
you know, which could help your cleanup crew as well. But, um, yeah, so I think I'm not going to... That's a bit tricky with some of the chameleon geckos and stuff. They don't really tend to want to eat off tongs, so... Yeah. I even thought of just setting up a little container with a bit of vasa around the edge or some fluon just at the bottom of their perch so they can just come down and pick some, pick some off. So this is how much I don't know about calves. Are they... Have they got the... Um Sticky toe pads, or are they clawed? Clawed. Mm. I was going to suggest so they'll scratch them away, but yeah. I was just thinking, just because um the what I used to use ages ago, I can't remember who put me onto this. Might have been Kurt. Um, but I used to get these like really shallow glass dishes that had like a, a lip that kind of came up and around. Oh, yeah. And for whatever reason, it's kind of hard to describe without kind of showing you. But yeah, for whatever reason, the woodies couldn't climb up this lip because it was kind of like curved back over the top of the little shallow dish so you could yeah. put that in an enclosure and I used to have it like semi-buried and I'd put some woodies in there and they'd just stay in there until the animal had eaten them you know you might get a few yeah. escapees here and there but they're predominantly not many stay in that spot you just get yeah, them how like, deep's a dish oh they would have been like two three centimeters oh they could climb out of that easy so. that's the thing is I was just thinking like how they could get <clears> out <throat> of it actually yeah. they're a pretty decent sized gecko yeah they're the bigger big than ones. a lot of people think they are mm. Yeah, you'd probably be alright as long as they can grab onto the top of it and hmm. you, know, you just buy one of the dishes as a tester and put a chameleon gecko in there and watch if you can get out or not. Watch it walk out. Oh, it wouldn't move while it's standing <laughs> in front of it. <laughs> you have to come back at night yeah. to see if it escaped. Yeah, let's come back in and see if he's still there. Yeah. Find him curled up in the corner. <laughs> oh, that's but um, yeah, no, I'll work something out because yeah, this yeah, it's, I want to make sure you know they're getting a good feed now, starting to warm up because they're starting to feed a little bit more now and. Mm-hmm. I notice the crickets aren't lasting too, no matter where I get them from. They don't look good. Oh, man. And like the sizes are mediums average. and they're like smalls. Yeah. yeah. But larges and they're all mediums. They can't even get larges. So. No, they can't get larges. I've been, when I've been ordering them at the shop for the last couple of weeks, they've been sending out like maybe a third to half of what I'm ordering. Yeah. So I've been doing like three orders a week just to try to get, you know, what, what I'd usually order in a week. That's just ridiculous. Hmm. You know. I feel. I feel. I picks up a bit sooner. Yeah, I feel sorry for everybody out there that. Yeah. Uh, get what they need because we've got a lot of, you know, disgruntled customers at work, and of course we cop that, and and uh, you know, the company essentially would be copping a fair bit off their their customers. So, yes. Yeah. It's not, not pleasant for anybody the whole way around. Yeah, I was at. Um, I had to duck into Pet Barn the other day to get crickets because I couldn't get any, but um, I saw. They've changed their supply now. <coughs> who are they? Who are they using? I think it said Mini Beasts. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, they're using them instead of. They were Pisces or whatever. Pisces, yeah. I think they were. Yeah. So yeah, I think they've changed the supply now. So. So I think my, uh, one of my colleagues ordered off Bio Supplies during, the time that I was away. Because when I got back to work, there was a few Bio Supplies boxes on the shelf. Bio supplies yeah. usually do a good cricket, but what I find yeah. their letdown is is their tub, and their tub seems yes. to not breathe well because of the tiny little holes, and then the crickets end up getting too humid and dying in the tub. Because when I went to go and do an order, I was like, oh, you know what? Like I had to throw out forty boxes of crickets because they were all just dead. So I don't know when that order came in. Yeah, okay. So it could have been sitting there for a while because I, I don't yeah. know what happened in the month that I was gone. 
But um, yeah, to see that, I was like, Ugh. you know, that's why I don't order off fire supplies is because they don't they don't have good shelf life. Yeah, so that I used to always get my stuff from Bath Supplies, but I'd be putting them in big tubs when they got here. Yeah, and like they come in a calico bee, which is fine, you know. Between you and me, and you know, ordering a calico bag full of crickets or whatever, that's fine. But it's when yeah. you sit in a box on a shelf and you might be ordering, you know, once a week, sort of thing. That's when it might get a bit sketchy. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think I, I yeah I know I said it last week, but I haven't really had the time to knock up a a box or anything, so. But I've been slowly ordering parts for these enclosures, so once they're all here, I'm going to knock these out, get everything set up. And Are you waiting on much more for them? Nah, nah, not much now. I've got the foam. All I could do is get the cement. Yep. Got my tubes, got my fans. I just got to get lights. That's it, plant lights. Yeah, right. But I've got, I do have enough here that I don't need to. Yeah, okay. Got some jungle dawns, like, you know, the, the screwing globe jungle yep. dawns. I've got a bunch of them. Yep. Um, so I'll probably just use them. I'll eventually change them over to the lights I want to use, but they'll get me out of trouble. Yeah. Well, at least... Because uh, I kept all the, I kept all my jungle dawns when I sold everything. You were smart. You should have kept your other Miss King that's here now as well. <laughs> yeah, should have, but hey, at least it went to good use. <laughs> went to good use it's just sitting here and then occasionally I'll hit spray on it and then I'll go oh now I've got water all over my glass <laughs> and I'll get yeah, in there and polish used, my glass it used to get put to good use yeah it used to used to yeah no but um yeah no it's all good I've still got a Miss King so I think I'll be using it a fair bit during the warmer months just to try to bump up the humidity and stuff because monitors seem to go nuts with that yeah just that increasing humidity but yeah, I, um, it's been good. I've been working like around St. Ives. Yep. And like just the amount of like moss and stuff that like I sent you a picture the other day. Someone's front grass. Mm. It was just moss. Yeah, I had to zoom in like, on there that. There was no grass. I was like, what do you mean? That, that is a lawn. And then I zoomed in and there was like a few str- strangly sort of bits of grass actually through the moss lawn. Yeah. Did that get much sun, that lawn? Nah. It gets a little bit. Like when I... I sent you that picture. That's pretty much all. There's just trees everywhere in yeah. this part I was in. But, um, yeah, there was some cool plants growing out of rocks and moss and just on, like, a retaining wall on the street. Yeah. It's funny, once so you start looking like, for it, you'll find it everywhere. Yeah, I was just like, I'll take some of that. I'll take some of that. <laughs> Every day, I just put in my esky and bits and pieces here and there and give my wash off and, you know, I've got a little incubator set up that I stick them in. 40 degrees stick the moss in for like 40 degrees yeah. for like a couple of hours for like a day that way it kills any fungus that the frogs don't get like I don't transmit anything and all that kind of stuff so yeah that's good but yeah good idea fly on this green bloody hell that's like those dust moths that come across mine every now and then and you reckon they're ghosts or whatever yeah I thought they were orbs or something <laughs> flying through your thing <laughs> but um, be yeah no so I'm just keen to get these things done You'll get there. <clears throat> I will. I just, yeah. Once I've got the stuff, like I said, I'm just going to, a few nights, hammer them out. You're a lot smarter than I am, though, because I've kind of gone, oh, yeah, I've done this background, and then I'll stick it in, and then I'll go, oh, I want to pull it out and change this, and, you know, I've been going on it for about a year now. Yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm keen to try the concrete, though. I want to see what that's like because that, that video that Cooper did on that background where he kind of like remade that background recently, that came out awesome. Yeah, that looks unreal. Yeah. Unreal. 
that's pretty much what I want to do. Yeah. Not over the top rock boulders or anything like that, just pretty well flat with a bit of detail in it. Mm. Nice big crevices in it, in the corners and down, you know, diagonally somewhere or whatever. Yep. Just have a bit of soil in there. Just put some moss in there and I've got some um, moss that's like germinating mm. as well so I'll sprinkle some of the stuff in there and hopefully it just grows I've got some ferns that I've dried some seeds out on that I'll sprinkle in there as well and hopefully it'll all over it starts growing so at least you're a patient guy yeah it doesn't have to look like amazing out of the bat like once the ferns start growing by themselves it'll be great well look natural too if they do yeah yeah, exactly. And they should root pretty good in there too, so. Yeah. Are you going to do like cracks with, with like um, soil and stuff in there or are you, are you using like ferns yeah. that it can just live in like an actual crack? Uh, but a bit of both. Yeah. What I'll do is I've got, so like I'll get some moss and I'll just put some of the, um, what are your seeds, are they? I don't know what you call it from the ferns. I'm not, I'm not a culturalist, but yeah, I've been watching videos. But yeah, I'll just sprinkle some of that in the moss and just wedge in the cracks and just stay. Like I'll keep it moist enough. I'll have a mist king aimed at it, and yep. but I'll have some cracks with soil in it and that kind of thing. So yeah, a bit of trial and error, really. Yeah, good stuff. Done like I just have brown plants that died. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of brown plants that died, I need to get into those ferns and stuff that I had in the um, the Boyd's Forest Dragon enclosure. Because I yep. just got laxed with them. So the little bird's nest just ended up carking it. So <coughs> I might end up trying to do some sort of like moss just in that crack as well, just to give it some, but yeah. something that's pretty low low maintenance. So I've definitely got my hands full at the moment. Yep. I'm, I know the feeling, mate. I know the feeling. Mm. Yeah. So you got anything else that you want to kind of touch on or do you want to get into a bit of a topic tonight? Yeah, let's get into a bit of a topic, eh? Something a bit different. So, yeah, basically tonight we just want to have a bit of a bit of a casual yarn about other sorts of hobbies that kind of complement reptile keeping. So, yeah. You've kind of seen them pop up on social media lately and people, you know, a lot of different hobbies that have popped up as side hobbies from reptiles and it's good to see. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, we already talk about a few of our kind of reptile side hobbies like yeah yeah. in particular probably book collecting i'd say for yourself that seems to be a big one that um i think a lot of people are kind of pushing into that a little bit more these days yeah i've noticed that it's good like you see a lot of posts now about people wanting different books and stuff like that and it was good to go to the book launch the other day for the herb society and um see people bidding on books that i surprisingly didn't bid but that's a weird no, thing. No, it's good to hey, see. I've never actually yeah, thought no, about that. I was ready that. to bid too. I was ready to bid, but there was one book I was keen to bid on, but someone else was bidding on it and they wanted it, so I was, <clears throat> yeah. You let them have it in other words. No, nah, I'm not like that, but you know. <laughs> they probably wanted it more than I did, so oh, that's I was like, I'm not gonna drive up I'm not gonna drive up the price for this person. Like Yeah, fair enough. You know. But um yeah, the other book that went for $1,500. I was never going to bid on that because I knew it was going to go for a ridiculous price, but you know, it's the only signed one out there, so. Yes, yes it is. That's going to be worth a bit of money. 
Imagine the hindsight when they come out and just go out and I know about hit that I was talking about it when in the meeting that when they when it come out and they got word of it they was getting pulled off the shelf that a bunch of people just went out and bought as many copies as they could. So <laughs> there's a few of them floating around, but one popped up for sale the other day, expression of interest. Yeah, right. On the Facebook page. Because you've already got one of them, don't you? Yeah. yeah. I just need one, that's it. I'm happy with one of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I signed one to be better, but, you know, oh, well. I didn't really want to splash that much cash on a signed book. So. No, that's fair enough. That is fair enough. But, yeah, book collecting is one of those things that I think has um, come around a little bit. You know, it's, it's yeah. something that I definitely didn't take note of uh, so much, you know, going back six, seven, eight years, nine years ago, whatever. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I'd always have a few books here and there and then all of a sudden you have a bookshelf full of it and then I get talking to you and then I basically screwed. So. <laughs> that's, uh, that's true. Yeah. But uh, it's good to say there's a lot more books coming out now too. Well, there's been like, what, half a dozen this year at least? Well, oh, sorry, there's like At least, a couple, no, couple more of months, than that. Yeah. yeah, I'd say no, there's like a dozen yeah. in the last couple of months. So, I've got two more coming this week, I think. Ooh. So. Any that we know about or, or you found another? No, new ones. I only ordered them the other night. I think I, I might have mentioned them last week. It was um, the Field Reptiles of New South Wales, I think mm-hmm. it was, with a Brody on the colour. Yep. And then... The other one that was the fourth know, edition, if I'm not mistaken. The fourth edition, yeah. yeah. I don't think I've actually, I need to check if I've got other editions of them. I don't think I do. Um, I saw somebody actually get ripped off with that. I, I think yeah, it was, it was Adam. Adam. Adam, yeah. He bought it, got the third edition. So I'm like, I might do that because I don't think I have it. <laughs> yeah, right. But, um, but he said it was good because he does actually have that edition. So you know, it kind of worked out good for him. Um, <laughs> get rid of old stock, better uh, turning them over at the bookshop. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm just trying to find my email from... Oh, I've got the paperback version of Rick Shine's book. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Because i got the hardcover, so... Yeah, yeah. Oh, good stuff. That. But, um, no, but yeah, I was lucky that I didn't move all my books on when I sold everything, all my other stuff, when I was going to get out. I think that's then... one of those things that I'd never sell. Neither. I, I love, like, when we're talking to Scott, and you can see Scott's, like, big library behind him of books like I'd love to just have my own office yeah just filled with books you know like why not It's and it's knowledge as well I just like going and sitting down and actually reading a book like yeah like, I don't really have much time for that well but. sorry I should rephrase <clears throat> not necessarily having the time for it but in the same breath kind of just being able to get, have that option to sit down and do it like I find that exactly. so much nicer than you know getting out your phone and getting on Google or something like that See, I lose, if I'm on my phone to read something, I lose concentration. Mm. Yeah. Like, especially that's the, that's the biggest problem with social media. You know, I'll open my phone and I'll be like, like, I can't do audio books, I can't do e-books. Mm. So, I'll, like, if I did, I'd start reading it and then I'd close it, open social media and just start flicking through pictures. Yeah. You know, like, whereas we're, with a book, you put your phone down and I pick up the book mm. and I'm actually reading the book and, you know gets my attention yeah yeah I know what so. you mean I know what you mean and they come in handy for stuff too like even as I said like yeah doing the, like a reference doing those termite mounds I was like oh sweet I've actually got a book on termite mounds so 
there you go. I can sit down and I can flip through that and have a bit of a read of that or, you know, it, yeah, reference photos to any of these lizards and stuff like that that I've got. Yeah. Sweet. There's some habitat in the background there that I can have a look at. Yeah, and I love the new um, segment that NPR have done, the book review one. Yeah. When they did the, the podcast, that's pretty cool, so I enjoy that. But uh, I can't read books that quick. <laughs> I can if I put my mind to it. I actually read really quick. It's just finding the time to read. Yeah. You know, but um, it's because, yeah, because I've got so much other stuff I've got to do, kids, and it's all right when they go to bed, but that's my time to just, I just will zone out. <laughs> Relax yourself, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> just sit there and watch some mind-numbing thing on YouTube. Yeah. Luke, no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> if I ever, ever want to fall asleep, I just start watching myself. Yeah, see, I, I always wanted to do. That's another. That's another side thing. YouTube. Yeah, like, it's not even on the list, really. You know? But yeah, nah. content creating. Let's call it. Let's call it that. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Which I love. I'm a sucker for content. Um, I'd love to. In saying that, I've actually been pretty quiet on social media lately. I just, you know, haven't been on it too much. But YouTube. Yeah, I usually sit on YouTube at the night time when everyone goes to bed. What? Get down those YouTube rabbit holes. Definitely dropped off it just because of our hours changing at work and stuff a bit. I don't have like a long lunch break like I used to and and yeah. things. But I used to kind of sit down at lunch and just that's all I do. Is I, I, yeah, I don't get my long toilet breaks anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I a massive consumer myself. Um, but in saying that, like even just like the creating side of it, like I enjoy the, yeah. the process of putting together videos and stuff and. Yeah, finding a song and doing all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so I love the idea of it. I've always wanted to do it. I wanted to do it years ago, but I'm a pretty shy person. Like, you know, even talking like this. So doing this is all right because I just feel like I'm talking to you. <laughs> but like, there's nobody else listening, you know, mate. No, nah, I can't go up to like I don't. I could. I don't want the person to go up and talk to someone. Like people come talk to. Like I just. I've never been like that. Yeah. Unless I know them. If I know them, then I'll talk to them. Yeah. I'll talk your ear off. But if someone comes up to me, I'll talk. Especially if they talk about reptiles. I won't shut up. But I don't like the initiator. So I always get embarrassed to put my face on like YouTube and I just look at myself and just shake my head like, you're an idiot, mate. What are you doing? I often think about how I even started that rabbit hole. I, I don't know what the instigator was. Yeah. Like I never like woke up one day and was like, hey, I'm going to create a YouTube channel and do these kind of videos. Like yeah. that was never even a thought in my head. But yeah, I think I'd just done a couple of uploads or whatever and I think Coop came around and filmed my collection or whatever and I was like, oh, maybe I should film a few more things here. You know, because yeah. I could see that there was <clears throat> a fair bit of interest on Cooper's video. And it just kind of snowballed a bit. But I enjoy it. I, I, it's funny because my wife actually has a background in uh, like making TV, like legitimate TV drama series and stuff like that. So yeah, right. she was like a second AD on, what was the show? I don't know. No, it was like <laughs> something about women murderers. I can't remember what it was. Oh, was that Wentworth? No, that was a prison show. Yeah, it? yeah. It was kind of like more of like a, these were actual stories that, or actual things that happened. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. But then they did like all the reenactments. So she got to play with like 
well, not her personally, but she, like on the set, they got to play with like guns and explosives and like blowing yeah. up cars and all sorts of weird stuff like that. She used to go out like she'd be like, "Oh, I'm off to work at like you know midnight. Gotta go blow up a car at three a.m. <laughs> Whatever you <laughs> That's know, pretty cool. it's like stuff like yeah. that. And now it's kind of like roles are reversed." I'm like, oh, what do you reckon yeah. about like this shot and doing this pan or whatever like that? And she's like, oh, yeah, it's pretty cool. She's like, it's so weird to hear you talk about that, though. Yeah. You know? It's good to see some of the young kids get out there and doing YouTube as well. Like, Bloody hell. Yeah. I love it. Uh, mate, everyone give it a crack at the end of the day. Exactly. You know? And if it's like a little side hustle and even if you can make the odd dollar or two here and there, get you back out on your next herb trip, buys you your next camera, buys, you know, like... Yep. People just need to be more supportive of other people too, I think. <clears throat> Rather than, yes. you know, like everyone should just support everyone. Like there's enough people in the world to watch mm. a million YouTube-like channels. Mm. So, you know. It's a very big thing and there's plenty of room for everybody. And, you know, if, exactly. if you make it half interesting, people will definitely watch. Um, so look, if you make it weird, I'm sure people will watch too, you know. Oh, yeah. Maybe you should start one, but like wear a different wig every time you do it. <laughs> Just keep it like real spicy like that, you know? Oh, yeah, that'd be really funny. There's Jason <sighs> in like a, you know, a purple bob this week. <laughs> Bohawk one week, purple bob the next, blonde, dreadlocks, you know, do it all. Yep. Be pretty funny. Oh, I don't think I could do that. I just <laughs> I couldn't do it. Oh, you could just update everybody with a two minute video of what your chameleon geckos did this week. Yeah, I saw them eating. <laughs> but yeah, no, but yeah, I do. I do love consuming all that content. <clears throat> it's good to see. I I find like a lot of it too. Like I don't know about you, and obviously this is like a very personal thing for everybody because everyone's going to have different sorts of content that they like to consume apart from just reptile content, but. Like, and this will kind of relate probably to a few other things further down the line here, but I love watching videos of people doing like photography stuff. Yep. I love watching videos of people doing like camping stuff or like yeah. traveling like around Australia in particular, that sort of gear. Yeah. Um, obviously a lot of reptile stuff, um, you know, videos on how to look after plants, how to look after yeah. aquariums, you know, whatever it might be. But yeah. See, I watch heaps of, um, I watch a lot of like touring for driving videos mm. on YouTube and I also watch a, watch a lot of like terrarium builds as well. Oh, uh, yeah. There's a few good ones I like that I could just, like especially just before I go to bed, like, I can't remember what are they called. It's a, I'm not too sure what it's called. I have to double check, but they play like real calm music mm. when they build it. So they go for like 10, 15 minutes and it just kind of like winds me down ready for bed. Like, yeah. You know, so, but, um, but like, that's a thing. Like you get into your reptiles, you get into like touring, you get into photography, yep. you get into like camping. It's all these other avenues that, that lead you into as well. So, which will probably lead into a few other topics. Yeah. I mean, even just on the, on the kind of like side topic of, of book collecting, just to kind of round it back out and kind of finish that one off. But even, even collecting like, um, reptile paraphernalia. Yeah, exactly. You know, like I've got a shelf here that I've got like <clears throat> little rattlesnakes from Arizona that my missus bought back, you know, like little kind of ornament frogs. My dad, dad yeah. recently went to Bali and got me a wooden Komodo, you know, like just all sorts of stuff like this. It's, um... Yeah, well, there was, I know in the, the book group on, on Facebook that 
Yeah, you got the like these. Name plates these and are stuff. name yeah. plates from the reptile park. You yeah, know? like I know a lot of people collect old snake bite kits. Yep. So like the old tourniquets and all that stuff, and they actually auctioned off um, Rick Shine's old head pinning tool. Oh, cool. So it's like his original one that I think he got from someone else. Yeah, right. So it's like, yeah, they auctioned that off. So there's all those other things, you know, that you can collect. Not just books, but the paraphernalia, you know, the old snake bite kits, like the old postcards from the reptile park. Yep. They get traded around a bit. Um, you see the odd stamps here and there, yep. coasters, um, posters, Posters are a massive one. I mean, have a look around me. I've yeah. got reptile yeah, exactly, and everywhere. Here. You can't see my but yeah, I've got them as well. I can, I can but, barely yeah, see like, you. Yeah, exactly. I'm in the dark tonight. It's a good thing you smile a lot. Yeah, you can see my teeth. <laughs> At least you know I clean my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, like all that kind of stuff. Like I've kind of refrained from going down that path yeah. of collecting some of that other like snake bite kits. Like I'd love to, but there's a lot of books I'd, I want to try and get first, if that makes <laughs> yeah. sense. But um. But yeah, there's definitely all that old cool stuff, like the old reptile park stuff and all that. Well, imagine one day when you're old, mate, and you you know maybe you've sold all your lizards on, but you could still have that kind of office like Scott and with all your books. Then you could have yeah. like cabinets full of, you know, that sort of other other gear that you might collect in a few years' time or whatever. You know, it's yeah, exactly. I probably will start to over the years. I think so. It's one of those. And things. talk about cricket shortages. I've got to play cricket, not stop chirping the whole time. You better find out where he is so you can feed him to something. Yeah, I know. That's like $6 cricket right there. Yeah, supply and demand. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, that's something I'd definitely love to do eventually. Start getting into all that kind of stuff. It's just, I don't think, I, to be honest, I don't think I'll get rid of animals anymore, like geckos and stuff. I can't imagine doing it. I'd always have something. I thought the same thing, and then it got to a point where I just didn't have time, but... Mm. I mean, I still had my books. I was still, I was still ordering books and buying books when I didn't have the animal. Yeah. But um, yeah. So I still had one foot. I still, I deleted a lot of the Facebook groups because I wanted to get rid of the temptation and stuff like that. But I still, you know, followed Instagram mainly. I followed a lot of herpes, but Do you, like, I mean. You know how like Facebook kind of turned around and decided like, hey, you're not allowed to sell animals. Everyone's selling animals yeah. on here, and they kind of started deleting groups left, right, and center. I actually think that yeah. was one of the best things that could have happened. I mean, yes, it's a pain yes. to sell your animals, but like, I just was on a hundred different Facebook groups, and that's all my yeah. feed ever was. And usually, it was just trash that was coming up in yeah. in my feed. It was nothing like of really great interest. So I'm, yeah. I'm so stoked that that happened, hey, because now it's just like, uh, if I'm ever on Facebook, which is rarely, it's yeah, nothing there. They used to have that app called Groups, so you could go on and all your groups were in there. Yeah. And you could scroll through and just click on the group, but yeah, I know what you mean. A lot of the groups, you don't really see a lot of posts now. There's a couple of groups you see posts from, but yeah, it was kind of the same thing over and over and a lot of people just arguing with people, which I just don't have time for. No. Like, this kind of thing but yeah it's definitely part of myself on, on Instagram way more <clears throat> yeah looking at the pretty lizard pictures yeah. yeah and that's the other thing is like the photography side of it mm. that's just blown up like 
that's always kind of I or from always what I can remember. It's always kind of gone hand in hand. Like I remember back in the old Aussie Python forum days that you know people would be showing their flash setups for their cameras and that was kind of not this it was almost the start of the digital era it was back then so when i it was a little bit a couple of years after yeah but um you know everyone had their digital camera and they had their flash setups and you know people were using pringle cans and <laughs> sticky taped onto their flash just so they could get the macro and all that stuff. And I remember seeing Scott Iper's set up with his triple flashes. He had the one on the top, the two around the side, like that, those, those setups. But then now this day and age, like all the young kids that are jumping on board and taking it to that next level. Yeah. I don't even understand how to do half of it, mate. I just like, you know what? I'm just going to admire everybody else's photos. I don't have time for that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, I definitely... That's one thing I want to try and do a little bit more this season. I'm still keen to get out. <laughs> yeah. Like that um, that walk with Luke the other week was bloody awesome just to do that. And, you know, I was still grabbing some photos and stuff when I was out, but it was more Habitat-style things, so... Yeah. Yeah. Trying to, trying to keep that sort of stuff motoring, and, you know, even Luke was giving me some ideas about some stuff to do there, which was good. Man, he's got some skill to him, though, that guy. Yeah, well, he's one of them that's kind of excelled, like, mm. you know. Um, but that's the good thing about Instagram. That's why I like Instagram. It's just you post a picture, you see the picture, you read the, you can post your caption. Yeah. But it's not like people, like, I mean, I don't really read comments on Instagram, so. Yeah. Like, if someone comments on, like, my picture and, like, asks something, I'll, I'll read it, but I don't go through someone else's Instagram to read comments. Yeah. So I don't, you don't see the arguments kind of thing, which is the, I find good. Yeah. Yeah. No, hundred percent agree. But yeah, that, that's something that's kind of blown out of the water now. Is yeah, photography. That's a massive, massive part of it. It's almost like if you are herping, you got to take a photo to prove you are herping. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the old saying. You Did you really see photo it? Photo <laughs> Yeah. Did you really see it? You know a picture of it. So. Yeah. But I guess that's the good thing about cameras, phone cameras, this day and age. You know. Yeah. If you went out and saw it, you can just snap a phone picture. That's it. That is it. But yeah, her, I mean, herping in general, that's that's another thing that obviously goes hand in hand with photography. So they're, they're yeah. pretty much one and the same. But you know, there's a lot of people out there that still just go herping for the sake of going herping. And yeah, exactly. It's so much fun, man. I, I mean, I love being out in the bush first and foremost. But Yeah, I do love it. See, I, I haven't really been on a good trip yet, but... I love the idea of going out, driving, camping, mm. sitting around by a fire overnight, like once you've done your herping, sleeping on the inner swag. Like I love that side of it as well. Yeah. Not just the, the the looking for animals and the finding them and photographing them. I like the, the other stuff that comes with it, chatting with your mates, you know, sitting in the car, talking crap, like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But um, that's probably the one thing I was spewing about the most that I didn't get to go on that herb trip. It, yeah, I mean, that that was something that I was like, I needed to do that too. It's kind of nice just to have that bit of camaraderie and stuff like that. I reckon we'll have to yeah. do some this year, man. Like, even if we do bring the families along or whatever like that, for like some weekenders yeah. or whatever, I've pretty much got all my all my stuff geared up now. So, you know, I uh, I even got an LED, what do you call it? LED light bar put on the front of my car so I can see the lizards easier. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
Nice. Had that done last Monday, so nice and bright. That'll make nighttime herping a little bit easier if it's going for a road cruise. Yeah, I've got the spotties on the front of the family car. I've got them on my car too, but um, yeah, I just need to get out. No, I'm keen, definitely keen, so. But the other thing that's taken off heaps too is art. That's massive. Yeah, like at the meeting the other day, Alana's red belly and the whip snake. Yeah. Man, I was like, I wanted to win that in the raffle, that red belly, because I loved the way it was printed on the writing. Yeah. From Rick Shine's book, and I was like, man, I would, I liked it. To be honest, as it was as you walked in, it was right on the table as you walked in. I was like, I had to buy raffle tickets, so I bought a bunch of raffle tickets. Obviously, didn't win it, but. You know, that would have been pretty awesome to win. And then Luke bit it on the um, whip snake one, which I think we spoke about last week. Yeah. And that was awesome too. Yeah. That's one thing I'd love to collect a bit more of is some some art. I was <coughs> on Alana's, I think she's got a red bubble side, if I'm not mistaken. It's actually called Miss Baroness. So she does. Yes, I think she does. Yeah, she does sell her art over on there and she's got some awesome stuff. Like, not only just like the, the, the kind of drawings and stuff that she does, but stickers, shirts, whatever you want to get it on. You know, the options are yeah. all there. So, yeah, definitely worth checking out. Checking out um, yeah. Alana's work. I think when I've got a bit Come more co- coin up my sleeve, I might buy a few things from there. Yeah, well, she posted the picture of the red belly mm. today and I commented, like, oh, this is like that's awesome piece of love. Just spewing, I didn't win it. And then she wrote back, I think I'm going to do some geckos next. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. Bye-bye <laughs> <laughs> so, paycheck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, no, that's awesome. Yeah. But no, yeah, that's awesome to see that kind of stuff coming through. <clears throat> There's so many people that are out there that are talented. I mean, you just have to have a look at yeah. um, Luke Glenn Denning, who did our logos and stuff for exactly. us. You know, like, yeah. If I had. That was good. I actually, actually met him the other day. That the Yeah, I saw that he was there. The thing, too. Yeah. So he came up and said hello. He kind of, like, I turned around. I'm like, because I kept looking at him, like, you look familiar. And he came up and said hello. And I was like, oh, I had a good chat with him. But um, He's a good guy. Yeah. Big. Spoke about your diamonds. Yeah, man. He's doing well with them. I've, he's been making some awesome looking enclosures. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. But there's also also some of the indigenous art too. I've literally just finally hung a couple of pieces outside of this room. Yeah. That I got from Alice. Alice? Yeah, I think that was from Alice. Yeah. yeah. Got a nice... Uh, more than long neck turtle and, and a file snake. Got them in from yeah, frames. Yeah, that's awesome. I swear I have a goanna somewhere <coughs> as well that I had that, that's there. But I've they've got like the, I don't know, it's like a little A4 piece of paper with a picture of the actual guy that that painted them and stuff and like a little bit of history yep. on them. So I've put that in the back oh, of the awesome. frame too. So for each one of those, I've got a little bit of history kept yeah. with it. I love the Indigenous art. You can see like... If you look at some of like the models and stuff, you can see where they base a lot of the art from. Like you can just, it just looks like it. Kimberly Rock. Like it almost looks perfect, like exactly. Yeah, exactly. It almost looks like they've painted it. Mm. Like, yeah, yeah. That's definitely one thing I want to do is just collect a little bit more art. But um, my house is pretty small and I have young kids, so it just sit on away until they're a little bit older before I put it up. But I made sure to hang them high. Yes. I reckon I've got at least until they're 10 before they can reach it. Although in saying that, they'll probably be grabbing chairs and ladders before that, so... I'll give it till he, can, they, he learns how to throw something. 
Yeah, good point. Didn't Which think would about be that. about three. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got about th- two and a half years. Two and a half to three years, I reckon. Oh, man. I've only just been looking around the place, looking at everything, going, oh, Jason was telling me I'm going to have to get locks and all this stuff. Yeah. Yep. I'm screwed. My son was pretty good, but my daughter, man, she's into everything, eh? Yeah. She walked in the other day and she was standing on top of the toilet. <laughs> like on the seat or on the cistern? On the cistern. She climbed up the, to the cistern. What was she doing up she there? First, I, I caught her first on the toilet. She shut the lid and climbed up there. Yeah, right. So we've got a little like, step stool so my son can like get on the toilet, wash his hands. Yep. But I try and take it out of the bathroom. So she carries it in the bathroom, climbs on the toilet, and then I caught her on the top, and then I caught her on the TV unit the other day. She's a little me. I used to climb everything when I was a kid. But this stuff scares me. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so that's why I don't have, like, I've got all those posters, but I don't have any wall space in here to hang them mm. because on floor-to-ceiling enclosures and racks and stuff. But I'd love to just have... Like I said, my own office with bookshelves and posters yeah. and art, and I'd love to get more some like more indigenous art as well. Yeah, it was um, I forget who was posting it up the other day. I think it might have been Grant Husband. He was he had like a a piece that was done on bark or something like that. I think he collects a bit of indigenous indigenous art and occasionally sells a few pieces yeah. here and there. But I think I saw that. Yeah, there's some good stuff out there. It's awesome seeing the stuff in the wild too, like as in like the actual, yeah. you know, <clears throat> rock face paintings and stuff like that. Yeah. Which kind of brings me through to traveling, which kind of does go into, again, what we were saying about like herping photography and camping and stuff like that, but being able to actually go out and see some of these places where the animals actually come from and, you know, experience it, whether you see the animal or not, like that's... Yeah, hold seeing the seeing the country as well that's one thing I, I regret not doing more when I was younger before like I don't regret having kids or anything like that but I don't regret I regret not traveling more around Australia before I had kids yep. like just me and the missus just you know go away for a week or do whatever whether I went like we both went herping or she wouldn't really hurt too much but she loves frogs and stuff she does like reptiles but if I said hey let's go tread through this leech infested forest to find this obscure leaf tail gecko mm. she'd be like pass <laughs> you know which is understandable but yeah like even just you know pack it up and just going on a holiday and just seeing more of the country then stumbling across things here and there like yeah, you know, but. yeah I think my, my I've gotten my wife into that um, YouTube channel trip in a van yep. so she watches that occasionally with me like she'll sit down and be quite happy to to watch a bit of that and I was like see you know we can go out on a weekend we can go and visit some places through New South Wales or whatever like that she's like oh yeah so yeah. slowly trying to get her a bit more keen for some you know maybe some extended weekenders or something like that or you know a week yeah. or two here or there sort of thing just doing some road trips and of course there'll be like that kind of like side like <laughs> these just little side <laughs> these are the species like, that I want to find along the yeah. way this is just the reason yeah, you're camping I'm here going out this night <clears> so just be, just remember that yeah yeah but now even me and my, like Kim spoke, like we would just want to, you know, now that she's working now, we want to try and go away at least once a month with the kids somewhere. Like even if it's just up to Barrington Tops or if it's out west or even if it's just to bloody up the road at Nora Head, mm. Caravan Park, just for a night or two, you know, just so the kids get out more and we get to spend a bit of time with the kids and 
you know, come across a couple of things in the wild and, you know. Yeah, that little bit of time away from home too, just to kind of yeah. reset and refresh. Exactly. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, because I'm working on the house all the time. Yeah. It's the same old thing. But, yeah, you know, that's like another thing that, you know, people are doing all these hurt trips now and, you know, people are meeting up doing them as well. <coughs> yeah. You know, meeting new people and travelling and seeing the country. It's such a big, you know, big place. There's lots to see. Oh, mate, it's massive. Well, if I think about how many Ks we covered in that trip in March, and, like, that was pretty, pretty big. And then you look at, like, you know, we met Matt and Christy along the way and how far they went. Yeah, and then they went further again. Yeah, like, they literally went from one corner of Australia to another and then, like, did, like, a loop and back up. Yeah. yeah. I love the, like, the map they got where they're, like, marking it. See, that's what I do is, like, have a map and just mark off where I've been and, like, my route and that kind of thing as well. Yeah. But, you know. No, it's good. Yeah. Pretty cool. I think um, something else that's obviously comes kind of, like, hand in hand with this hobby in, in particular, if you're giving it a bit of a crack, is you can be very creative with it. So rather than just looking after your lizards and stuff like that, like, if you're trying to... Uh, you know create sort of different habitats and stuff like that now whether that be actually making backgrounds fake rocks you know whatever it might be you might just be kind of changing things up with some different um, you know material or whatever that you've found you know yeah different newspapers different paper towel <laughs> you're just trying to get a rise out of me now <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> I can see the look in your eye uh, yeah, you know the Daily Telegraph or the Sydney Morning Herald. Oh, which ink is the best to stick to my snake? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, like you know what I mean. Like it's just one of those. Things. Yeah, no, I was just one. You know, I got nothing against it, but it was just funny to see your face. <laughs> well, I don't have anything against it either. I was just no. like, hang on, why are we throwing this in here? <laughs> um, yeah, but you know, like it's one of those things that you can get cre- pretty creative with. You know, like I actually used to be into painting a long long time ago and i think that's kind of something that's really drawn me into doing a lot of these backgrounds and bits and pieces is it's a bit, bit of fun really you know to be able to yeah. do it um <coughs> tedious at times when you're trying to bust out so many in such little time or whatever like that but yeah you know yeah another creative outlet. i suck at painting so i'm good at drawing stick figures <laughs> You'll have to uh, you'll have to practice on those enclosures, mate. See if you can get some some nice colours on there. Yeah, I did try on that um, when I painted that exoterra background. It didn't look too bad with some lichen. The exoterra background. Remember, I covered it in um, tile pointing. Oh, yep, 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 yep. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, I reckon you'll be I right. I tried it on that. Yeah. But yeah, I, I enjoy that creative side of things. I think that's one of the biggest things. It's a bit of a driver for me. Is I, I, I like I like changing things up and I like trying new things and trying to figure out what works and what doesn't. And, you know, I also like things to look, you know, what I consider good, so. It's another form of expression as well, you know, like. Yeah, well, 100%. Like, I could not probably draw a lizard to save my life. But, you know, I get good good enjoyment out of making a rock shape and, and painting it and having fun with some different kind of tones and stuff like that, you know, to make it look somewhat realistic. So yeah. Yeah. Bit of fun for me. Bit of fun. I did enjoy it when I did it. I mean, I wasn't a fan of the, 
see my I, when I did my background, I wasn't a fan of the way that I carved the the rocks. Yeah. It looked good when I did it, and then I want to put the top on it. I'm like, I didn't carve enough detail in that. Yeah, one thing that I changed is I maybe didn't carve as much detail in the rocks as what I would used to, just because like yeah. the pointing would take it up a bit. But then I, I'd yeah. use you know I'd wait for it to like semi dry or something like that, and then maybe groove a few things in here and there. Um, which yeah. I think you, you, I reckon the way that you're going to do your new tanks will be way more up your alley and I really like the idea of yeah. that technique of kind of doing that whatever it is cement or grout or whatever like that and then kind of chipping it away once it's semi-dry yeah um, I was actually watching Christy's video on her bearded dragon enclosure again which is a freaking awesome video so if you haven't seen that make sure to check out the natural hair yeah. paper on YouTube um, really popular bearded dragon video and for rightly so but yeah, just like watching her do that and I was like, oh man, yeah, some good talent there, that's for sure. Um, something else that kind of goes with this hobby though, and this is something that I think I brought over from my reef tank hobby into my reptile hobby and I don't know why I didn't do it earlier, is essentially, um, you know, kind of gadgets and gear and stuff like that. Like you get people that are kind of like really into technology and that and, yeah, you know, they can get a bit of fun out of bits and pieces like that, so... You know, that's kind of only like a new thing though. Like the, like with those grid connects and stuff, that's kind of only a relatively new thing that's kind of, yeah, taken off recently. You know, like we've never really had the gadgets. Like we've had thermostats. Yep. But like, there's been some pretty cool thermostats over the years. Some were awesome, and then they just failed, and that, mm. like, they just vanished. Um. Well, you yeah, know, so taking into consideration a misking, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, that's something that has been around for years. Um, yeah. Not everyone's going to go out and splurge on one of those for their, you know, bearded dragon enclosure or whatever it might be. But, you know, I'm glad that I've still got mine here for this room. It's just it's a bit of a, like a, oh, hey, there's this extra bit of technology on here and I don't have to spray all my lizards or whatever. Like, I can physically yeah. just turn this on for 20 seconds and I'm done. Yeah. You know, like, I enjoy that, having that little bit of gear. I, I do agree that, like, there's a lot of room in the market for legitimate uh, reptile aimed products there's some cool ones that have come out recently too yeah yeah I think there's um, there's some interesting stuff on the horizon there that's for sure yeah but um, yeah like like the grid connect stuff like I find that that stuff's really good I think it could use some tweaks and stuff like that to yeah a little bit better build quality as well yeah with some of it but yeah I mean, it's it is cheap. Like, if you think about the price you pay for the power board, you know, oh, hundred like percent. If that was overly expensive, if that was like a, a a better build quality, and then you slap a fucking lizard on the front of it, that's a two hundred, three hundred dollar thing in the reptile hobby. You know, versus a even if it's not a better build quality, if you just snap the slap a lizard on it. That's true. That's true. The upside <laughs> is is when you do have a board fail on you, you can just walk into Bunnings and go, "Hey, this failed without a receipt," and, and then swap it that, straight away. Yeah, exactly. That's the best thing because I've had two fail. Mm. I know, just go back and one failed out of the box. I couldn't connect it properly because the button was jammed. Yep. I just took it back and they're like, oh, yeah, no, I just go grab another one. Just grab another one. So That button's a letdown. The Wi-Fi pair button yep. or the Bluetooth pair button, yeah. yeah. That's where that's, that's, what's, that's the fail point. Yeah. Well, that's what happened. I had one that outlet failed, yep. but it. I think it was the connection that failed not the outlet so that it wouldn't turn on yeah right um but um 
yeah, I've only had issues with the connection. Yeah. Like the build, the build quality is all right. Like, you know, it's the plastic's tough and the cords are all right. Mm. And, but yeah, I've only ever had issues with the um, connectivity. Yeah. I've, um, I've had a couple with connectivity and I've had now one or two with buttons. Yeah. So, yeah. I thought a couple of them were just fried with a bit of the storm that we had come through. But this Possibly. this week I had um had one go on Loki's wall. And I was like, the last couple I chucked out and put in the landfill and I'm like, nah, this time I'm going back and if I need to need to ask for some new ones, it'll ask for some new ones. And the guy was just like, oh yeah, here's two more. Take them. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, that was easy. Right. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's you. all you got to do because yeah. I think they're the only people that stock them. They must be. Yeah, you. Garlic is a Bunnings brand. Yeah. But again, you know, like as we're, as we're saying or as we're alluding to here, there's enough room in the market to be able to do stuff like that. Like if you take a look at like the um, the reef aquarium or the aquarium hobby in general, like there's a lot of lights out there that are very much app controlled by via Bluetooth or Wi-Fi or whatever yeah. you want to do. Same as pumps and all sorts of gear. Yeah. There's no reason why you can't be doing that with other sorts of features and stuff on and uh, your reptile tank. Is there, I, there's, is there Bluetooth controlled thermostats? Does the Evo, Mark the Climate Evo, was that phone connectivity or? Maybe. I know that the, oh, what were they called? There was something weird. Inkbird. The Ink, Inkbird mm-hmm. thermostats. You've got Wi-Fi connected um, thermostats for those. Um, yeah. I'm not sure about the microclimate. I'd assume I'd assume if anybody was going to do that, it would be microclimate. Yeah. Um, yeah. The best thermostat I ever had was a Herbstat from the US. See, I've never used them. Yeah, I bought one years ago when I had my green tree pythons. That's all they talk about over there is Herbstats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was a dual, dual probe, I think it was. Yeah. From memory, I can't remember which one it was, but yeah. I bought that from the US. Yeah, right. But obviously they change it so it works on our voltage and they change the plug coin and stuff like that. Yep. Um, but yeah, that was an awesome thermostat. I gave that to a mate when I moved all my stuff on. I've just got tons of habistats still kicking around here. I did like the ice stats, but then they all just... My one carked it, but then they just disappeared. Yeah, they didn't last for long, did they? They were kind of around for like a no. year or so and that was it. Yeah. Mm. They were cool. Were they the ones that came in all the like funky colours and stuff like that too? Yeah. yeah. They come in like the box looked like an Apple iPhone box when you got it. Like it was that real nice packaging and Which is awesome in, uh, in theory, you know, to have like a really yeah. nicely labelled product and or, you know, um designed. The product. idea it, the idea and like everything was awesome. I think it's just some of the components it was built with weren't the best. Mm. So they had a few issues with internals. Yeah. And then he was, I think they were, you know, sending them back and they were, I don't know what actually happened, but I think they were fixing them at one point, but then I just think like everything just kind of carked it or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or maybe, I, I don't even know the story, but I did actually like the one I had. It was a really good thermostat until it stopped working. <clears throat> like anything, right? Like if something dies and it's kind of like, you know, been years, you're kind of like, oh, you know, good life. Where if yeah. it dies prematurely, you're like, well, I'm not doing that again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, but if yeah, if you have good customer support and stuff gets sorted, you know, it's not an issue then. Like bad batches of things do happen, but yeah, I don't know what happened with them. So, yeah, well, yeah, 
Um, lights. I mean, the, I think um, there's a few guys. I think Scott's being one of them. I think he's using some of those uh, new Fluval plant lights uh, for a few of his terrariums and stuff, which are pretty cool. I believe they're Bluetooth enabled and they've got like sunrise, sunset features as well as kind of like storm features and stuff like that as well. I might forget the name of these lights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if, how they'd fit on your build. You'd, you'd maybe have to sit them high across the pelmet. Oh, they're bigger, though. Yeah, from memory, I want to say they start at a minimum of 600. Yeah, okay. Yeah, which might be a bit too Like that, yeah. Would work. Oh, no, it wouldn't. I'll, I'll, I'll send you a link after this anyway, and we'll... Um, yeah. You'll be able to look into it a bit further for yourself, but yeah, I, I did actually consider getting one and just putting it on the roof here just for like the storm feature. So I thought, oh, I think you're gonna seek a tan or something like that. <laughs> oh, mate, there's that many. T- <laughs> your missus comes in, you're lying naked on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Just get my tan. <laughs> I just have to open up all the lizard enclosures and let the t- yeah. T5s cook me. T5, yeah, you'll be right. <laughs> did I ever tell you about when, um, a bit of a sidetrack story here that everyone can listen to. But, you know, this is just one of those weird things that happened to me working reptile retail in the early days of COVID. So I had a guy come in and pretty much buy us out of UV globes. And I was like, what do you, what do you got at home? And he's like, oh, they're just to put in my ceiling. He's like, I just want to, I'm not coming outside again or something like that. And he was like, he's just putting UV globes in his ceiling because he didn't want to leave the house because of the pandemic or whatever. But he bought like... I want to say like 10 or 15 globes. Far out. That, geez, it would have been a good day that for you that oh, day. I didn't care either way. I was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> you know, but he was just getting those exoterra coil compacts. But <clears throat> if you wanted to get UV, you probably should have bought something a little bit better. But Yeah, probably would have done nothing at the height. All right. But yeah, each their own, right? That's just one of those yeah. weird experiences. Because uh... they were saying that UV killed it as well. So COVID. Oh, okay. There we go. I'm no scientist, so I don't really know. But, um, yeah, so that might have been his other reason behind it. But uh, He was like one of those crackers that, you, you know, came in with, like, big dishwashing gloves on and big random homemade masks and stuff. He was just, like, one of those those kind of characters. So, anyway, sold him a few yeah. hundred dollars worth of UV globes. That's right. Yeah. Why not? Oh, well. Comes back next time and he's tanned. And <laughs> <laughs> Burned his retinas out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good stuff. Can you think of anything else that kind of like is another little side side thing to this crazy hobby of ours? Man. Um, not off the top of my head, but there's but there's all little small things as well, you know, like everything leads into it, everything, right? Like Yeah. Like I I okay, tattoos, like yeah. you can go and get tattoos, like I've thought of it heaps of times, just getting, like, my arms done in, like, like reptile ones, but, you know, I've just never kind of pulled the trigger. I often think about how funny it is that... Okay, so, like, I was into reptiles before frogs. Yeah. Reptiles led me to other people that were herping, so I started doing herping, and then herping led me into frogs, and then all of a sudden I was, like, deep into frogs for a fair, fair while there. Like, it's just funny how the chain of events through... Starting off with reptiles and meeting new people throughout the hobby yeah. that leads you. <clears throat> yeah. But yeah, I've always thought about doing a, like an arm. That'd be good. Kind of like a rain, rain forest 
rainforest themed. Why don't you do it? Like prickly forest kinks down the bottom, and then it goes up, and you got like your, like whatever you fill it with, and it's like chameleon geckos and tornadoes, then Boyd's forest dragons and grinned. Like as it kind of works its way up. You should do it. But um, yeah, I've thought about it numerous times, planned it out what I wanted, just never really done it. Have you? But I don't like color though. I'd go black. I love tattoos. Like yeah, that's yeah. another thing I love is I love tattoos. Have you got any? I got one on my back. That's it. Is a tramp stamp? Kind of. <laughs> I got it when I was. I got it when I was sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> it's in my. It's up the top of my back. Oh okay. Okay. Right. Yeah, not down the back. <laughs> I thought it was. <laughs> like three lovely roses right above the bum crack yeah. or something. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> no. Butterfly. No. It's, it's up the top of my back. I got it when I was sixteen. Yeah. Right. Oh, there you go. I'll have to keep an eye out for that one. Yeah. 16, hey, young and dumb. I've got plenty of those. Yep. Plenty. Yep, yep. There you go. All right, you guys. Well, yeah. Um, thanks so much for joining us on this episode this week. We'd like to say a massive thank you to Eric and Owen and the rest of the NPR crew for having us. If you'd like to contact them, it's best to find them at moreliapythonradio.com and email them at info at moreliapythonradio.com. Make sure to follow the NPR network on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. As far as contacting us on our social media platforms, you can email us at australianhopeticulture at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram as well. Make sure to check out our Teespring store for podcast merch. The link is on the Facebook page. To see more of what Jason is doing, make sure to follow him on Facebook and Instagram at The Gecko Effect. For myself, you can find me on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Patreon, and Teespring on a beach of scaly beasts. We hope to have you back next week for another episode of the Australian Hopeticulture Podcast. Good night, everyone. Good night.